0: Hello, kinksters, and welcome back to another amazing episode of the Kinky as Fuck podcast with me, your host, The Reverend. We've made it! (laughs) Season 5, episode 10. Oh, man, it's been now 11 weeks because we unfortunately had that internet outage. And 11 weeks in, 10 episodes in, I feel like I'm getting the hang of this again. I have all new equipment uh, because my old (laughs) Mac finally took a crap. And I have all new equipment that I'm still trying to figure out all the newfangled stuff and stuff. And why'd they change everything? Oh, Magoo, you did it again. Moving on. <laughs> um, I'm actually having shoulder surgery this Friday. And so I am a bit nervous and I cannot guarantee that I will have, um,. Any sort of good content. So I am going to go ahead and dig into what I call the trucking files. Now, a couple months ago, actually on Easter Sunday, funny enough, I uh, interviewed an individual that I found on Twitter. Where do I not find people? FetLife, apparently. I don't find people on FetLife anymore. I find everyone to interview now on Twitter. So... (laughs) I, I don't even know how that happened. But this individual is a trans man performer, and his name is Haskell Hollins. At the time, he has been in the industry for five years. Now, I believe he said he is now six years in, and he was just a delight to talk to, to a well of information, uh, as well as kind of highlighting the problems of the porn industry in regards to trans men. So lots of really good information coming to you right now. But first, uh, of course, you know, I got to put that, I got to tease you a little bit. I got to say thank you to all of my amazing sponsors, starting with FetishForLife.com. Show your love for everything kinky and fetish as fuck with t-shirts, play bags, uh, coffee mugs, and so much more. All of that is by Fetish Artist, the artist who knows what fetish tastes like. And a big shout-out to him. He has been uh, the one that's been keeping the, the the domain, www.kinkyafpodcast.com, afloat for the last several years. Um, thank you very much. That is a, that's a big weight off of our shoulders, something that we don't need to worry about. So thank you again, fetishartist.com. Next is SanctuaryLAX.com. They are back open and in full swing. So, if you're in the LA area, or even the Orange County, Riverside, San Bernardino, blah, 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 blah. Get your ass over to SanctuaryLAX.com and check out everything they have to offer. From classes, to parties, to socials, to uh, support groups, everything. They are open and they are ready for you. So that's SanctuaryLAX.com And of course, last but not least, thank you to Spotify. And other than that, Kingsters, let's start the show. And now it's time for the Kinkiest Fuck Podcast with your host, the Reverend. Be very, very quiet. We're looking for kinksters. <laughs> <laughs> This week on the podcast, we made it to episode 10 with Haskell Holland. Oh, 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 my baby's naked. Yay! Are you ready yet? Nope.
1: Are you ready yet? No. Are you ready yet?
0: No. Ready yet? no. Okay. A big shout out to all of our sponsors that make this podcast possible. The
1: Kinky is Front
0: Podcast. Check us out on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Kinky AF Podcast. Yay! Now, oh, fuck. All right, Kingsters. As we said in the um, in the intro, we have the one and only Haskell Holland here in the studio with us today. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing great. It's Easter Sunday, and I'm <laughs> feeling festive. I uh,
0: I agree. It's also William Churchill Day.
1: Oh, happy birthday, Mister right? Churchill! Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh,
0: it's also um Unicorn Day. It's National Unicorn Day. I think that's like, a little better.
1: Like with the horns or the people who hang out with couples because I'm down for either.
0: Well, um the picture said the uh, the one with the horns, but okay, uh,
1: okay. you know, I, I could make I, it I say both. human unicorn day. Yeah, human yeah. unicorn day too. Okay. I love and, that. And Happy i be human L- unicorn day. It's all I, the unicorns out there. Exactly. <laughs> let your favorite couple.
0: <laughs> right. And I just realized I said William Churchill and not Winston Churchill. So William
1: uh, Winston, he's, he's a <laughs> Churchill, all right, that yep. guy.
0: The guy with the cigars and the brandy. Anyway, yes. so uh, enough about uh, me screwing up historical names and whatnot. Let's <laughs> talk about you. Let's get to know you. So okay. I found you on Twitter, and I'm immediately drawn to all the different types of videos you've done. You have done... <laughs> oh, Ah, uh, BDSM, leather, impact, uh, puppy play—you've done a little bit of everything.
1: So yeah.
0: Let's go ahead and start with: When did you know you were kinky? What is your kinky journey all about?
1: Oh gosh, well I feel like it's you know in parallel to an extent to my you know my transition and also my transition to being a porn star and all that stuff so um you know I've always been interested in kink and whatnot but um I didn't really get to necessarily have professional practices of that until I entered the industry and it probably wasn't only until a few years ago that I actually got professional experience with BDSM stuff it's always been of interest to me but I think when I actually was able to play around with it more I'm like oh this is unlocking something in me.
0: (laughs) All right. So your progression was—you um, were interested in kink, but then you joined like the, you know, the, the industry, and then you started going more kink.
1: Yeah, definitely. You know, like I just, you know, starting out with like you know paddle and stuff and whatnot, paddling myself, and then you know meeting other people who were slightly more interested in kink content. It was more you know softcore kink, just like spanking and what and dirty talk, whatnot. But um, then I actually started. Uh, just like two years ago I had the scene with kink.com so um, having you know the professional chance to be with a rigger and a set I was like oh we can get really crazy with this <laughs> so that's when I started you know meeting other people and connecting with other uh, kink creators I think that's the biggest part of me is just finding other people to work with
0: oh yeah absolutely if you can get paid for the experience and uh, all that that's outstanding right
1: oh definitely <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So how long have you been in the lifestyle? Or do you feel like, I don't know, a lot of times we put labels on so many things. Right. Like, are you a kingster? Are you leather? Are you just a fetishist? Totally. Like, mm. uh, so I don't know your labels. And how long have you had those labels? Uh, let's well, just ask I've it like been,
1: that. I've been making porn f- uh, for five years now since 2017 so it's it's been since or oh, this will be six years i guess oh my god it's been a long time i've been doing t- no how having fun yeah totally so you know i started out on tumblr then when that went that ship went sinking i went on twitter only fans so that was kind of a bit of a saving grace to an extent actually because that's when i actually started you know meeting other people and getting to work with other people but um, that's really what allowed, you know, for me to explore a kinky avenue. That's something that I guess it's not something that I didn't know. Is I guess it's more of I didn't know it was possible. Or I didn't really necessarily think that was something that was available to me, uh, let alone something I'd be so extremely interested in. You know, there's liking it, enjoying it. And then there's like, OK, I like am obsessed with this. And that's kind of where I am <laughs> when it comes to, you know. I have pain and stuff like that. So I don't know. I would still kind of consider myself new to an extent. Like, I, it's only been a few years. I just made a fet life last summer. I'm a late bloomer. <laughs> but, you know, at the same time, you know, I've been able to do a lot of crazy kinky stuff that I feel like not a lot of people have been able to do in their whole time of being kinky. So I'm very fortunate with the experiences I've been able to have, and I'm excited for whatever more is coming my way.
0: That is fantastic. Cause I you know, I've been in the scene for fourteen years now, I think. And I've looked at some of your content and I'm like, oh shit, that's on my bucket list now.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely.
0: So I, I think it's really cool that you've had those um those kinds of opportunities uh to experience some of the more intense things while being filmed. Because you know, a lot of times the stuff that is being filmed is not captured like in quote real life you know what i mean
1: yeah that's something that um i try to aim with like you know all my videos is having that uh office authenticity and stuff like that making sure it's you know it's authentic it's real it's genuine so you know obviously there's little like edits and snippets of small little stuff but there's always going to be some edits but in general like none of my stuff is fake you know like I'm crazy multi-orgasmic, but that's just genuinely how I am. There's no, there's no <laughs> fake in that.
0: Gotcha. Uh, let's see. Uh, this... <laughs> I always reach out to Twitter, and I've got a lot of people on Twitter that just send me questions. Uh, this one came in a couple of times. What kind of scene is on your bucket list, either professionally or personally?
1: Um, I want to get more involved with some water bondage you know like um okay. well first and foremost I love rope I feel like I don't get to experience enough rope so any crazy predicament situations we can get in I would love that um I really want to do a scene where I'm like it's a predicament kind of thing where I've I've my head dunked in the water and I can't have it come out until I come or something like that so that's definitely on the bucket Ooh, list that's an idea okay. I've had for a while um <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I really... There's a lot of different stuff I've seen. I saw this one porn kind of recently where this guy was getting face-fucked after drinking a bunch of milk. I'm like, oh, it sounds so awful, but it's really hot. <laughs> Lots of <laughs> milk puke. Milk puke. So I don't know. Maybe that's in my horizon. I don't know.
0: Okay. Um, Anything you know
1: extra what? uncomfortable and painful, I'm all for.
0: Gotcha. You know, there, I've been doing this podcast for five years now and I've never heard of the whole milk puking thing until recently
1: I don't know if it's like an entire thing but I know you know there's like puking porn and whatnot. see that's you know being kinky is so funny so you never know like oh I would actually be kind of into that you know like right. like that sounds terrible in retrospect but <laughs> in the moment I'm having a blast in the worst way possible you know like this is so miserable and I'm really enjoying it <laughs>
0: Uh, another question that came in is, um, when did you kind of realize that uh, you wanted to do more hardcore and painful scenes like this? Because there's a lot of people that go, "Oh, I'm so kinky. I got the the handcuffs with the fuzz on it,"
1: versus totally.
0: you know, you getting w- waterboarded and yeah.
1: so. Well, when think, did you, you know, realize? There's... Yeah, there's the, I, there's the concept and there's the practice of it. So, you know, well, first and foremost is having the outlet to be able to practice that and having the balls to do it, you know, but also have, you know, the outlet is the main thing, the safe space to be able to do that. So I think I would have gotten into the scene sooner if I had connections. And if I had people I knew, you know, I had to basically dive and find out about kinky stuff all by myself, you know, like maybe stuff I saw on the timeline, but. That can only go so far of learning about yourself so not having a community or anything has made me kind of you know be a little behind or be a late bloomer when it comes to that
0: well you know what Uh, the fact that you were not um, discouraged shows a lot about you because a lot of people try to find the scene and give up or they find it and then they get burned out real quick so with this being now your professional life, and it sounds like a lot of your personal life as well, how how do you
1: steer? Kind of. over? I, I kind wish, of. I wish. Oh, okay. I, I honestly don't have too many. Like you know, I feel like people see my Twitter, they're like, oh my god, this guy's so crazy, must do like a bunch of crazy stuff. I'm like, no, I'm I just sit at home all day, wish wishing for more opportunities <laughs> and connections, you know. So. Gotcha. All right. Well, th-
0: the question was though, um, how do you you know pilot around burnout
1: Mm. yeah well you know it mostly has to do with having a lot of outlets you know there's burnout and then there's like i don't know i guess the opposite of burnout which is like you know not having the opportunity that's kind of more where i am is like there i just feel empty or you know a lot in the sense that like i wish i had more opportunities i wish i had more connections and stuff like that so there's a lot of times, you know, where I don't really get to play or I don't get to do that stuff. But as far as, you know, burnout goes, it's definitely good to have a lot of different outlets. You know, that's why people don't even it's funny because people see me as this king creator. But that's still kind of new to me. And that's not even the content that sells best for me. The content that people love is just seeing me get fucked. So that's just having different outlets. Well. With that, you know, <laughs> I mean, I like both personally. I like to get beat up and fucked, but, you know, right, give, them you know. give them what they want, get them what they want. <laughs> <laughs> so just having a bunch of different outlets having different uh, ways of doing things having a backlog like right now I'm kind of I have so much old kink content to put up but I don't have any sex videos and people want to see my sex videos so I'm like I need to make more sex videos and I don't get to have as much BDSM fun on camera as I'd like to because <laughs> I mean I can keep going and keep adding more but I'm like I need to add some fucking videos to this too and then there's my personal life, which is like very, very limited on kingdom sex stuff. So, you know. Gotcha. Still trying to find my community in a way for that. You know, I made some connections and stuff. Like uh this the fourteenth, I don't know if that's Friday or Saturday. I think that's Saturday. Um, I'll be at Wallet Chain, which is um a a big BDSM party thing. So I'm doing a performance there. So that'll be really fun. So I just really appreciate moments like that. You know, I try to live in the moment, but also like be excited with the anticipation and savor it.
0: You know, I I resonate with that right now. I used to live in Los Angeles. I used to go to Sanctuary uh, LAX like Mm, mm -hmm. every weekend. Now I'm here in Utah.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm like an hour out of L.A., so I can go when I need to work and stuff like that. But, you know, traffic and all that stuff, I'm like, oh, it's not ideal to go to L.A. all the time.
0: <laughs> yeah, people around the world need to realize that, uh, you know, 15 miles in Los Angeles could be two hours. <laughs> hmm
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So another question that we, uh, that we kept getting in... Is what has your uh, experience been as a transgender model in the industry, and how do you think that you know differs from just vanilla, cis, pet people in porn?
1: Well, are we talking about kink? Or are we talking about porn? Are we just talking about all of it together.
0: <laughs> well, you know, let's let's break it down because um it sounds like it you have notes on all of it.
1: yeah, <laughs> definitely, you know well, as a trans performer, let alone a trans-masculine performer, it's honestly been very hard. It's been hard, you know. I've been doing this for five or six years. 2020 is when I made it my full-time job. Um, I get by, but for a su- Southern Californian, I get by. But at the same time, you know, it's still very difficult and very hard. And I feel like so much of it is to blame on the cis people that only give us room for two of us to really succeed in the industry you know with mainstream stuff I don't really know many if at all any mainstream studios that hire trans men literally 10 minutes away from my house there's um a major studio that a lot of my trans girlfriends work at and I'll drop them off and I'm just like why am I not working here I live 10 minutes away like this is ridiculous like let me be like a a, background pool boy or something I don't know like it's it's so easy to hire trans men but apparently what I've been told by many directors personally is that we're not marketable and we're and we're not you know people know what they want and it's not us so it's just very can be discouraging to have the cis people who are in charge be like I don't want to hire you because either I'm not personally attracted to you or I know it works best and you're not the person that works best, you know? But you look at our sales and it's like, Hmm, well, people people are watching my porn. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure people are paying for it. <laughs> and even if it's not me, I know plenty of other trans guys who, you know, have like three hundred thousand followers on Twitter or something, you know, they're making multiple figures a month. So it's not a question of whether we're marketable, it's knowing how to market us. So mm-hmm. that's something that's been a big struggle, you know. But that's I guess not an advantage in many ways, but it's great to be able to be your own boss and create your own things. Not being uh, assigned to any studios allows me to kind of just do whatever I want. But at the same time, I do wish I had studio opportunities, you know, um, whether it be the ones that only allow one or two trans guys in or the ones that don't at all. It's just, it's time to bring us on to the sets for sure. Um, I worked with Kink a few years ago only because... Um, My friend directly advocated for me to be their scene partner. Other than that, I wouldn't have gotten a scene with them. And now they don't hire trans men again at all. But that's just because of the main person who owns the studio, you know? I don't know who owns kink right now. But point being said, you know, it's really about the main head honcho. And the head honcho never cares about trans men because it's either their personal thing or their experience. But the numbers show. They show all right. So... That's been my experience doing porn. Um, but at the same time, you know, I'm not, it's not all bad. It's it's obviously so amazing to be able to create my own stuff. And I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't really love it. Obviously, there's a lot of sex workers who are survival. And I would kind of put myself in the middle of that, you know. Um, it's been interesting. It's been hard, but it's been fun. And I met a lot of amazing people and made so many amazing connections that I wouldn't have made any other way, you know. Um Oof, and as far as kink stuff goes, um, like, like I said, that's still kind of new to me. But I feel like I don't know. I'm on the I'm on the fence because in one way, I've been like so, been able to find so many people and connect with so many people. But it's weird being a trans masculine person in the porn industry because there's so many exceptions or lack of exceptions. You know, like the kinky gay community is can be so transphobic. The just the plain old gay community of porn could be transphobic i've had guys tell me that they're interested in being trans guys but they're just a little bit too intimidated so they don't want to do it you know whatever the reason is whether they're interested or not it just could be discouraging to have people do that but the kink community has been very open to me overall especially the queer kinky community i have found so many amazing people through that and it's just been so wonderful to meet people and just be seen as the pain slot I am. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean that last note, fantastic. It sounds like you're finding people that just love your content and want to work with you. That's fantastic. But hearing all of that as a, as a non-binary pansexual person, that that doesn't make sense to me. I know that I'm still the the minority and in, in people who buy porn, but the fact that, Oh, it's not marketable. I'm like,
1: no, exactly. I'm like I'm like who who said, that? <laughs> who said right? that? I'm 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 not sure where you got that from. But then the end of the day, you know, people just say, Oh, we tried it once, it didn't work or whatever. I'm like, at the end of the day, that's your problem, not knowing how to market us. Maybe maybe ask us how we market ourselves, maybe ask for our input, maybe like talk to us, like acknowledge us. Just a thought.
0: Well, that goes perfectly into my next question of how can producers, crews and viewers help change the industry for good? So how would you, uh, you know, give, give a little kink talk of how you would market, you know, trans men porn in the industry?
1: Well, there's a bunch of different, you know. Trans trans men is just like any other porn. There are so many ways to market it, you know. But in general, I think people like—I don't know. This is a hard question because it's is it? it's so it's so so broad.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, I don't know. Like, as as a fetishist myself, but how,
1: how people. Sorry to interrupt mm, you, but um, the first part of your question is um, how people can help. I would the best way to be an advocate to get you know trans men on set and other people on set is to talk. You know, at directors tell them who you want on your set. the The best shoots that I've gotten are through other people advocating for me to be their scene partner. So you know, tell people that you want. You know, I want Haskell Holland. On this set, I want this person on this set. You know, it's more than just saying, you know, I want trans men, but it's also specifically advocating for performers and stuff like that. So, sharing your connections.
0: That sounds perfect, actually. <laughs> I mean, that sounds kind of standard across the uh, across the board of, hey, right, if you want to see it this just person. Right, but it just
1: genuinely makes a difference, especially with trans men. You know, because like I said, like the best scenes I've gotten is just through. <laughs> my my sis friends being asked, hey, who do you want your scene partner to be? And it's Haskell, you know, and that's it. And it <laughs> ends up being fine. And it's just like, why can't more people do that? And that's how a lot of my other friends have gotten scenes as well, you know? So I just hope that there's more people listening and speaking, you know, uh, suggesting other people. Gotcha. Well, all right,
0: Haskell, it's been amazing having you here, but a lot of people want to know what, is coming in the future besides you what is coming in the future
1: i'm always coming they say <laughs> i'm still coming to this day <laughs> um well i'll be up in san francisco in the beginning of may i have another shoot with elise graves we always make really fun crazy stuff so really looking forward to that um hopefully see me some other people up there san francisco is one of my favorite places for kinky people like that's just just so open-minded up there everyone's down to go crazy and i love it (laughs) i also have like i mentioned i have wallet chain coming up um i should see if it's friday or (laughs) it is friday the 14th (laughs) friday the 14th is wallet chain so i will be there and gosh just hoping for a kinky painful summer definitely hope to always get more marks and um I think I'm going to go to Folsom for the first time this year. So we'll see how that pans out. But um, I went to Off Sunset like two weeks ago. It was really fun. I got beat up. But people weren't fucking and being pissed on on the street. So we got to bring some of that in too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. So I've heard of uh, Folsom and I loved Folsom. But what, what was that one that you just... Uh... Off, sun-
1: off Sunset. It's, off um, Sunset. Yeah, Off Sunset Festival. It's in Echo Park. It's uh, a leather street fair for the of the leather week um and there's just a bunch of different booths and a bunch of people just getting beat up and tied up or it was mostly just people walking around in leather and talking but <laughs> <laughs> there are some booths you already know that i was like i'm coming here and i'm gonna get beat up i ain't not get right. a chance to get tied up but i was like i'm gonna find the nearest place to get beat up
0: <laughs> like i got
1: <laughs> i got flogged i got whipped all that fun stuff so that was very good oh that's I fantastic when then I am getting marked up for sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, all right. A lot of our viewers and uh, listeners, cause God, that is so weird now that we're doing video podcasting as well. And by the way, when was that? That turned, it used to be called vlogging <laughs> and now it's video podcasting. I'm old. Jesus.
1: I've never heard, I've never heard of video podcasting before. I know you can have yourself video on a podcast, but I didn't know that was the official name. <laughs> I'm also familiar with vlogging.
0: Okay. Well, apparently we're just getting old, Haskell. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) All right, but every one of our viewers and listeners wants to know where they can find you, where they can find your content, and take it away.
1: Transurbation.com. It's masturbation, but make it trans. And then we have OnlyFans, also Transurbation, just for fans, same name, for my fans, same name. Clips for sale, also the same name. I don't know if I mentioned many vids yet, but that one is Transurbations with an S because they won't let me change my name.
0: <laughs> Rude. Yeah. So they're all Transurbation except for that one that's Transurbation. Except for many vids.
1: But you can go to Transurbation.com and that has all my links. And you could also check out other links if you want to take me on a date or anything like that.
0: Ooh. All right. Well, Haskell, it's been a fantastic time uh, getting to know you and getting to, you know, know your journey and everything. And I I hope to actually meet you in person one day. I'm going to be back yes, in please. Los Angeles at some point.
1: <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm around. Let me know.
0: All right. Sounds perfect. And other than that, uh, Kingsters, we're going to go back to the studio. But again, thank you, Haskell, for being here. And we're out. Woo! <laughs> Well, Kingsters, that was Haskell Holland. I hope that you go give them a look. See, they are a fantastic individual. Their uh, their content is actually pretty hot. <laughs> I'm not gonna not gonna lie, turning into a little bit of a super fan uh i'm interviewing everyone that i'm a super fan of this season and i'm not complaining about it this is this is wonderful thank you all for listening thank you all for joining me for the last 10 episodes hopefully we can continue on as long as i can continue doing this i i don't know exactly where i'm gonna put the end cap for season five but uh i don't think it's gonna be like season one where i did 49 damn episodes (laughs) whoo yeah that was a bit much but I'm hoping for at least twenty to twenty-five. That's at least half the year. But anyway, next week I really hope to have another episode up for you. But as I said, I uh, I'm going in for uh, for shoulder surgery finally. A um, little backstory: I got injured back in January of 23. It is now July of 23 and i'm just now getting surgery uh we tried everything with physical therapy it just didn't happen so i'm a little nervous but i'm going to be fine and i i hope to have an episode for you if not uh i'll i'll pull one out of the truck files and uh we'll we'll get that up there for you and i will be back as soon as i can in a full uh full arm sleeve sling which is going to be Uh, an adventure Um, but yeah here we go life goes on All right, kingsters Uh, that's enough about me again thank you to fetishforlife.com and sanctuarylax.com I hope you all are having a fantastic summer and I look forward to talking at you again soon I'm the reverend and I'm out Uh.